1: Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and we have with us today, Doug Campbell. He is the Head of Marketing and Outreach at Made Safe. Welcome, Doug.
0: Hi, Juliet. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. We're very excited here to figure out what you're doing over at Made Safe. So why don't you give us an overview about the company?
0: okay sure no problem so made safe is a company we're based in air in scotland uh we've been going since 2006 when our founder david Irvin uh recognized that the internet was broken i think is the simplest way to describe it so i i think usually how i explain what what we do is is by giving a little bit of context around what the problem is that we're trying to solve initially um As I said, the internet today is broken in the sense that it was envisaged to be a decentralized and very accessible platform for people around the world to collaborate. But the problem that we have, as I think we all know now, is that the world kind of relies on and to a certain extent is controlled by third parties. All of our data flows through these third parties, data centers or servers. Um, So whether those companies Google, Facebook, you know large hosting companies whatever they might be and that is a problem going forward and we're starting to see that um, become a very high-profile problem and we're trying to solve that. Uh, I can go into why that's a problem and and how we're approaching that if if that sounds okay?
1: Yes absolutely I want to know all about why the internet is broken and how you're solving it.
0: Okay so so in terms of the problems with having centralized third parties holding our data I always think about it as being, um, there's probably four or five specific problems. The first is it's expensive. All these companies, Google, et cetera, are spending billions of dollars a year trying to locate and run and manage all these data centers. Okay, so there's there's this financial um, Armageddon that's coming down the line because there's this tsunami of data as we start to connect more and more. Um, devices and everybody has more and more com- computer power for their own personal lives and um, I think I'd seen a uh, an estimate that was something like 20% of the world's electricity will be used up by data centers by the year 2025. I mean that's just obviously unsustainable going forwards apart from the environmental impact. The next issue is that our data is being sold. Um, we It's our data we're providing it to companies such as Facebook, uh, and we're having issues such as we've just seen with Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also seeing these massive organisations, Google and Facebook. I think control something like in excess of seventy percent of all global advertising spend at the moment. So these these companies are massive, but the, some of the the biggest issues that we have are that a centralised storage solutions they're not really solutions at all because they they almost act as um, Pinatas for, for hackers, if you like. If you store all your data in one place, then where do people go uh, to uh, hack into it? Obviously, we just have to go to that, that one location. So we see these horrific leaks that are happening the whole time of personal data through, you know, we've seen the NSA, GCHQ, governments, large tech companies, just this whole raft of organizations who, who physically can't hold on to the data that they, they're being entrusted with. Uh, another issue is the data can be spied upon, and finally, the data is also siloed. So if you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, whatever it might be, what do you do if you want to leave that service and go to a different one? The internet just doesn't work at the moment. But what's happened from, is that we've, we've evolved in a negative way a long distance from Tim Berners-Lee's original vision of what the web was intended to uh, be for humanity. So. That very long and slightly rambling <laughs> intro um, is really to say that what we're doing at Madesafe Safe is we're creating a thing called the Safe Network. And what the Safe Network is, what we're doing is we're trying to replace the centralized servers and storage issues that, uh, that we're increasingly facing. We're building software that creates a new internet that is basically controlled by the crowd. Um, so people can download our software And the the full network isn't live yet, but our alpha software is out there. People can go and download our software for free and they can join this decentralized peer-to-peer network where all of the computers will join together and you use your own spare computing resource to replace those servers. Uh, And that's it in a nutshell, really. So uh, the reason that we are so fixated on delivering this and it's been a long time as i say the, the company started in 2006 we predate the whole crypto scene in many ways um the reason that we're so focused is because our solution we believe and we're just in the process of delivering it is private and secure and censorship resistant and crucially every individual that uses it has complete data ownership um, and I, I think you probably agree. That's that's a huge thing going forwards. We won't yeah. have to remind third parties.
1: Absolutely, and and I think people, the more and more people I talk to, they they didn't realize, I guess, the scope of the internet. I mean, it is infinite, and I think people really didn't quite understand how vulnerable their information was, and they they did simply trust, uh, you know, certain websites to keep it safe. Where and then all of a sudden, they're, they're surprised that, that all their things are being sold to different companies and, and our cell phones are being tracked. And it sounds so, so crazy. So I think that, that we're now really, that we should have been this entire time, but we're now really starting to realize that this is, this is necessary if we want to at all have privacy.
0: Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And the problem is that the, the architecture of the internet, as it is at the moment, just doesn't support that privacy. It doesn't support the world that I think we're all increasingly aware that we need to move into. So one uh, why, of the big...
1: Why do you sorry. think, that, why do you think that, that it was developed in that way? Is because it was because this, this kind of safe technology did not exist before, mm-hmm. or we just trusted human nature?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, um, part of the reason is the, the way the internet was developed was, it was really all about connectivity and being mm-hmm. able to share information. Um, it was never built with security as a fundamental principle at the lowest level. So what we're doing is we're creating a system whereby everything is encrypted by default. If if you upload data onto the network, it's automatically encrypted. Um, you are the only one that can ever access that with your password. So that's a very different system altogether, uh, and that's just at the architectural level.
1: And. Uh, the other, what are the downsides? You know, this To me, it sounds great. Okay, my, my information is going to be safe. Not only I can see it or share it the way I want. Is there really a downside uh, to this potential new way of networking?
0: So I don't think so at all. <laughs> and if, uh, you would expect me to say that. But I mean, I, what we have here is we're kind of flipping the model on the head and we're saying, look, everything is going to be private. Everything is going to be secure, encrypted, um, and it's global. It's shared between Individuals, however, you can choose to do with that data whatever you like. If you want to make it public, if you want to sell it, if you want to have targeted advertising, all these things are fine. But the point is, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be a choice that is um, taken away from you or imposed upon you. We don't believe going forwards. Uh, it's it's really putting the power back in the hands of the individuals going forwards.
1: No, absolutely. So walk us through like the the safe network alpha 2 is what's currently available um yes. you want to just kind of walk us through exactly how that works and and what to expect
0: yeah so so um the stage that we're at at the moment as you say is correctly the, the alpha 2 um what that is we call that the authenticator launch and that's basically a, a type of more secure uh, network access so Anybody can download the software, as I've said, and you you need to spend a little time reading some articles on our forum. Well, it's actually a community-run forum, but the only reason is, I, I think it's about an hour's reading time, the only reason that there is that small hurdle there is to prevent uh, spam attacks, basically, on the network while it's in the early stage, um, <clears throat> in the alpha stage. So you download the software. It uh, basically gives you a, a browser, a standalone browser, a safe browser, which you can then used to to get onto the the test network. You can then see websites that people have uh, thrown up there. They're just temporary at this point in time because as we go through the stages, Alpha 3, we're going to further decentralize what we have. So at the moment, we are running a range of, excuse me, nodes. um, And Alpha 3 is where we enable those nodes to be shared amongst the wide community going forwards. So it's more decentralized. And then in Alpha 4, what we're doing is we're reintroducing what we call vaults. So that's the storage layer. So people will then be able to actually store these encrypted chunks of other people's data on their own computers. And one thing that I haven't kind of touched on there is why would people actually do that going yes. forward? <laughs> um, and I think that's, <clears throat> it's, it's a really important point. And um, this is why we are uh, in the same sort of uh, realm as all the cryptocurrency and, and kind of blockchain community, despite the fact that we do not have a blockchain, and there's a very good reason for that, which I'll, I'll come on to. But the reason that you would have storage, uh, you would provide your computing resource, is because there's this built in built-in incentivization structure whereby the data that you store, provided uh, you uh, provided a decent level of um storage and uh, bandwidth and all these things in terms of having a a minimum acceptable level um you end up being rewarded with safecoin and safecoin is the the token that, that lives on the network if you like um, it's a it's a really interesting concept because what safecoin is is a it's kind of a next generation in many ways um, of cryptocurrency because it's You don't have any wait for confirmation time, it's instant transactions. There will be no transaction fee over the top and it's entirely anonymous and secure. So the network, without going into the details, the network is being designed so that individuals can always provide uh, vaults. They can be farmers, to use our lingo. Um, They can provide storage for, for the network. And it won't simply be all the all the big boys, the people that came in, such as uh, the, the the massive mining operations that that kind of took over the bitcoin scene. so with every individual being able to run storage, then they have the capacity of being rewarded in safecoin and it's it's you know it's a global value transfer mechanism um so it's it's a way of bringing individuals into a global network with a way of, therefore, paying for for goods and services going forwards. So it, it comes back to our whole ethos, which is this is this has to be inclusive, this has to be global for this to be successful. Um, and and we just you know we can't compromise on on these things as as we focus on privacy and the fact that it's open source and and all these other good things. Um, but I think I, that was a little bit of a ramble from where I was oh. talking about Alpha 2.
1: No, um, I mean, that, that, that really fed into my next question was about the Made Safe Coin and how that, that is all intertwined into what you're doing.
0: Yeah, the, just to be clear, the coin that you will see on the exchanges at the moment, um, Made, which is short for Made Safe Coin, that was a coin that was issued in a crowdfunding that we ran back in 2014. Um, which seems a very long time ago now. Um, <clears throat> and the purpose of that was to support the project going forwards. When the full network actually launches, everybody who is holding Made safe coin will be able to exchange that on a on a one for one basis to receive SafeCoin, <clears throat> and SafeCoin will live on the Safe Network itself. Whereas MadeSafeCoin is a a token that lives on the Omni protocol. At the moment, so it's actually on the Bitcoin blockchain um, in, in this interim period before, before we roll out.
1: And just so people are not confused, it's M-A-I-D, not M-A-D-E, just for our listeners who are wondering yes. about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people will have a, um, a question about why, why yeah. it's M-A-I-D. And the reason is, uh, originally, the, the name came from massive array of Internet desks your huh. so access. For everyone, so MAID um, was kind of a play on RAID for all the uh, the computer <laughs> folk out there. Um, but yes, that's where it's come from, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the name over the years. But uh, to be honest, the, the important thing here is the Safe Network, as opposed to the company that is focused on developing the core software at this point in time. Everything's open source. We this this project won't be successful if it's only made safe that's developing upon it. So um, yes, hopefully people will will see. Uh, in in recent times, we've we've spoken far more about safe network than than made safe itself.
1: And that's that's truly where the innovation is going to come, is from being open source and really flushing out the the problems that people are finding and employing the greater consciousness to come up with solutions.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's absolutely critical to us. So the first time I actually met the guys. Um, I, I set up a Bitcoin meetup in Scotland uh, back in 2014 and I, I met the guys for the first time before the crowd sale. Um, and I remember having a conversation with David, the founder, where he explained that it doesn't really matter if made safe and successful or not, what matters is that somebody is successful because this is such a crucial problem. This is something that collectively we as, as humanity need to solve moving forwards and uh, and that's a really compelling message, I think. I mean, that was, that was, that's the reason I've been involved in this project now for four years, originally as a, as a community member and more recently with the company itself, because uh, we can see other projects out there and there's fantastic innovation going on. Um, they are, most of these other projects are really focused on, on certain uh, specific areas, though, as opposed to the, the full big picture. And the reason it's taking us such a long time is because we we are going for the the full solution. Um, But just last week, we we released a new paper, uh, Parsec, which is, um, we we don't really have time to go into it, I'm sure, but it's uh, it's a protocol for asynchronous, reliable, secure, and efficient consensus. And it's a a bit of a breakthrough when it comes to um, consensus within uh, open, permissionless, uh, decentralized networks. But the whole point of that is that it's open-sourced, to go back to your original point, Um, we want people to engage with that we want people to uh, interrogate it see whether they can use it within their own projects we believe that other projects out there can stand on that sort of uh, research and work and vice versa so we're always open to speak with people um, and I think a lot of us are are kind of all moving in a similar direction so uh, helping each other sounds like a far better idea than being in competition the whole time.
1: I think that comes from having a scarcity mentality or not having a scarcity mentality. You know, if you, if you believe that there is a place for, for all these companies and we can work together, then that's, you know, there's, there's room at the top for everyone if you're doing something that's good.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think so long, as, <clears throat> so long as other projects and other people share a similar vision, which I think is a very straightforward vision being we want to make sure everything is private, secure, and free. Going forwards, then um, obviously we, we aren 't going to compromise on, on these kind of uh, uh, goals that we we have set and and there 's very many other people in the world increasing numbers who have a similar view
1: So how do people get involved? What is the best way to to start getting involved with everything that made Safe is doing
0: okay well, usually the the best way is always to go to the forum I would suggest so there's a safenetforum.org. That is actually a community-run forum, but that's where most of the community around the world hang out. Um, every week on a Thursday, the Matesafe team posts an update, uh, which uh, talks about what we've been doing that week, You know what we've delivered, what, we have, what our plans are. Uh, we're on it. The members of the team were in the, Mid thirties now in terms of the numbers of the team around the world, we pr- we pretty much live on that forum as well. Um, so it's a great place to to reach anybody involved in the project. There is also a developer forum, uh, which is linked to from that. But for somebody who just wants to try to try to read something uh, to try to get their heads around a little bit of the technology, <clears throat> which we've obviously not gone into here, then a good a good document to read is the Safe Network Primer. And there is a, there's a website that, again, somebody else in the community has thrown up called safenetworkprimer.com. Um, and it's a 23, four-page document which kind of summarizes the main concepts around the safe network. And it won't, certainly won't answer all your questions, but it pulls things together in a uh, um, quite, quite, quite comprehensive top-level uh, sort of a way. The, we're obviously on all the usual... Uh, social media platforms. Um, we recently had a developer conference, Safe DevCon, uh, just over a month ago, where we had developers from around the world came to um, air in Scotland. And there's videos of those presentations on our YouTube channel, um, and we will soon be launching the Safe Academy, which is kind of a uh, well, it's as it sounds. It's it's an academy. It's it's going into. A little bit more of the detail around what the Safe Network is, how the technology works, different um, talking heads and and kind of lecture uh, videos will be on there. Um, and I think the only other thing that I would suggest to people is they may have come across a project called, um, called Solid. And there's a chap who most people will have heard of, Tim Berners-Lee, who... Mm-hmm did something at the start of the internet, we can all all say. But anyway, the the thing that he's been focused on in in recent times is is this project Solid, social links data. So what he's building um, is a way of having data portability. So you own your data and it's a way of opening it up so that it's not linked to any one sort of application. Now, we have a member of the community has managed to uh, provide a working example of how Solid works with SAFE. And the two projects are almost made for each other. I think it's fair to say. So there's some really interesting stuff going on at the moment in the background with um, with work between the Safe Network and Solid. So there may be um, that's another way that people might stumble across the Safe Network as we start to uh, look further into into rolling a few things out on that front over the next year.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'm very excited that this is this is something that's starting to exist and is solving. A very real not even a problem it's a threat to our security and our privacy so thank you so much for for tackling that
0: no problem at all thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for giving me the opportunity to to explain it
1: absolutely that was doug campbell he is the head of marketing and outreach at made safe you can check them out on the websites and on the forums that he mentioned and their website is maidsafe.net thank you so much for tuning in this has been juliet lamar with future tech Podcast.